and we are live. This is this is the Wrap It Up Podcast. My name is Sheldon Alexander. Coming to you live after a Raptors game in which ugh, tough one, Raptors fans. Definitely a tough one. But this is why we're here. We are here to be together to talk about this as a community. Because that was a tough one, Raptors fans. 126-107, the Raptors fall in their second matchup of the in-season tournament. Lots to talk about in this game, though, because I want to talk about the in-season tournament. I want to talk about the Raptors' performance. I want to talk about the Orlando Magic. There's lots there. But first off, just want to say thank you for tuning in to this. The Canada Hoops Daily presents Wrap It Up podcast. Coming to you live after each and every Toronto Raptors game. Two places where you can watch that live after every game. First place would be the YouTube page, Canada Hoops Daily. Make sure you subscribe there. If you're watching there, like the video. Also, if you're watching this on Twitter, or the app formerly known as Twitter, that is at Can Hoops Daily. Make sure you like and subscribe and follow there as well. Also, while we're here... While we're here, I will also bring up the fact that we got some news. We got some news. We got some news. We got some news. There is a watch party. Let's talk to the people about the watch party we got coming up next Wednesday, Wednesday, November 29th. Join us to watch your Toronto Raptors take on Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, and the Phoenix Suns. We will be watching the game together at the Annex Social downtown Toronto, 1078 bather street come out watch the game have some food have some drinks lots of specials going on that night also we got live dj that'll be playing music in and out of the commercial breaks obviously we'll be hearing the game broadcast during the game and then we'll be doing wrap it up live in front of the audience there at the watch party as well just a great night of hoops music and best of all kids great vibes because that's what we do here on the canada hoops daily presents wrap it up podcast so make sure you join me there we will all be in attendance the crew will all be there so join us for sure and hopefully hopefully we can hope the raptors put in a much better performance than they did tonight against the Orlando Magic, because that was a pathetic performance. That was just, I mean, you look at the Raptors, and I'm, I'm going to start here. I'm going to start here. You can say whatever you want about the in-season tournament, right? You might like it, the idea. You might think the jerseys are gimmicky. You might think that, you know, the courts look dumb. All of these things, free to have your opinions. No problem there. Not even going to argue with you. But I'm going to say this much. There are a lot of teams that don't have championship aspirations heading into the season, right? That's cool. We get that. We all understand that. If you are one of those teams, I feel like this in-season tournament is an opportunity for you to come out, at least have certain games circled on your calendar that you're going to say, hey, let's, let's go a little extra ham tonight. Or at least, at least, at least, at least bare minimum and i turned off the music for this bare minimum you're going to show up and you're not going to get run out of the gym by a team that if you're thinking about it like if you ask most raptors fans they're going to tell you that they believe that they are close to where this orlando magic team is if you ask raptors fans where they ranked themselves in comparison to the magic 
most Raptors fans would tell you that they see themselves as a similarly ranked team. You'll be battling within the same spot in the Eastern Conference standings, wherever that is. That's what most fans would would think or tell you and what they would hope. Tonight, that did not look like the case. Let's go through this here right now. And I mean, listen, we'll we'll go through the game. We'll do the same thing we do as we do always on this pod. I'm going to go through the game, give you my thoughts throughout, just, you know, highlight specific things throughout the game. And then take your comments and questions after the game or after the pod, pardon me. And then, you know, that's what this is. This is your show, Raptors fans. We try to just give a little insight into what the fan base might be thinking night in, night out. And of course, if you're unable to ever make the show live, just know you can catch it on the podcast afterwards, wherever you get your podcast, Apple and Spotify, just search Canada Hoops Daily. Um, I know I got the watch party thing still up here. If you're watching the video, just the details there. I should mention, if you want to attend said watch party with us next week, go to Instagram, go to the Canada Hoops Daily page, like the post, DM the account, and reserve your spot. That's how you reserve your spot there if you want to attend the watch party. Again, that's next Wednesday, Wednesday, November 29th at the Annex Social. Suns Raptors should be a good time. Come out, have some fun with us for sure. And listen, at at least we can hope that the Raptors will put up a better performance. And if not, we're at a nice venue. <laughs> we got some music. We got some food. We got some drinks. It'll be all right. And we'll be together. <laughs> Tonight, we're still together. And I'm here to talk to you about what went down in this game as the Orlando Magic. Orlando Magic blow out the Toronto Raptors 126 to 107. If you're the Toronto Raptors in this game, I feel like you got to come out and feel like you need to put up a better performance than what you just did in this contest. The Orlando Magic have now won. You're catching them at a bad time, to be honest. This was their fourth win in a row. The Magic improved 2-1 and in the in-season tournament. Raptors fall to 0-2. And And in fact, as I'm recording this right now, by the time we're done, or later on tonight, the Raptors could be eliminated from the in-season tournament already. If they get some help, you'll still have some chances. If some other teams win and you still have a chance going into Friday against the Bulls, and then, of course, they wrap up their in-season tournament sched next Tuesday against the Brooklyn Nets. Orlando improves to nine and five overall. Raptors drop to four, or sorry, Raptors drop to six and eight on the season. And you look at the scores in this game, for Orlando, leading the way, you got Paulo Bancaro with 25 points. Jalen Suggs, which we will talk about, Mr. Suggs in this one, with 18 points. Franz with 17. Schroeder for the Toronto Raptors on their side of things. You got 24 points from him. Siakam with 16. Scotty Barnes and Siakam just, they struggled in this game. Siakam, I think, tried early and just... The Raptors got run out of the gym early, so the game was over early for him. But just not a good performance by the Toronto Raptors. Overall, there's stats that I always try to talk about every once in a while that will give you insight into the effort and you know just what's going on in the game. The Raptors, from the get-go, it appeared to me that the Raptors, you know, the you got to give the Magic credit. The Magic came out as a team that was just hungrier. 
They wanted the ball. They were chasing down and getting every single loose ball. They were getting defensive rebounds, beating the Raptors back down the floor and getting layups. And it was just a difficult game for the Raptors. But the magic appear and credit to the broadcast because they called this like it was a great preview in terms of what was to come in terms of their description of the Orlando Magic in terms of an identity of a team that plays defense and they come out and they play hella defense they play hard they play energetic you have Suggs and then you had uh Cole who was it coming off the bench I think it was Cole Anthony you had Gary, Gary uh Harris coming off the bench as well those guys come off the bench and they're picking up the Raptors guards full court they're just playing with an energy and constantly pushing the pace. And for a young team, for a young Magic team, it's good to have an identity like that because, you know, you're still learning your way in the NBA. But the one thing, the one thing that you can control and you can teach a young team is playing with effort. And you got to give their coach a lot of credit because this team bought in and they seem to play together. They seem to play fast. They seem to play hard on defense. Like, I was really impressed with what I saw with the Orlando Magic in this game. And I got a couple text messages of people being like, whoa, what's going on with Orlando here? Like, I had some, I had one of my boys text me saying, I'm kind of jealous of the Orlando roster. And I don't really know if that's something that Raptors fans in general would have thought before watching this game. But when you watch the Orlando team play, right? And I'm going to emphasize this, like remove the names off the back of the jerseys of both teams for a sec, right? Because I don't really want to get into a comparison about which roster is better or whatever. Like if you just look at the front of the jersey, meaning the Raptors versus the Magic, what I'm trying to say here is the team with the Magic across their chest, they played hard. There was an energy to them. There was a pep in their step. Those guys were running up and down the court. They were ready for the game from the tip. And then Suggs was just in another world completely. That guy, I had to message dude on Twitter who shouts to Saruti. He produces the uh, Ryan Rosillo pod. And it's funny because they're always talking about the magic because that's his squad. So I was like, okay, I need someone to tell me if this is Suggs every night or if he's got a little extra juice tonight. Because the energy that my guy came out the gates with and then maintained for the entire time he was on the floor, I was just in awe. And I found it funny because Raptors fans were complaining about Suggs after scoring buckets. And I'm like, hold on, you cheer for Scotty Barnes all the time. Like, what are you talking about? Scotty Barnes does the same thing. You know, Scotty Barnes is, is always yelling after buckets and all that. So you can't really be mad at it the other way. Right. But I say all that to say Suggs is energy. Like, where is this coming from? Was this just the, you know, the fact that obviously he's been compared to Scotty Barnes the whole time? Like, you know, is he still feeling a little salty that even if he didn't want to go to Toronto, which was some of the rumors at the time, even if that was the case, did he kind of did he still feel some type of way that the Raptors took Scotty over him? You know, in terms of thinking, wait, I'm better than that guy. I don't know. The one thing that was always said about Suggs throughout the entire draft prod process when he was at Gonzaga, now that he's in the league, is that he's just an ultra competitor, super competitive guy. So I actually messaged Saruti and asked, 
Is there something I'm missing here with Suggs? Why is my guy so hyped up tonight versus the Raps? Is it just the Scotty comps following the draft? Or is he like this every night? At Saruti, any insight? Honestly, love the energy, though. Saruti responded and he said, Suggs is always a menace, but there's more tonight. Maybe he heard Raptors fans weirdly talking shit. Sorry, let me get the quote right. Maybe he heard Raptors fans weirdly shit-talking him for two years, but I think both teams are fine with how the draft turned out. And, I mean, listen, obviously I do a Raptors pod, so I'm well familiar with Raptors Twitter, and I wrote back to him saying that, hey, Raptors Twitter is a wild place, which it is. Both teams are happy, no doubt, but... The thing I, I mentioned as well is I think this Magic team kind of reminds me of the pre-Kawhi Raptors. I'm talking like early Damar and Kyle when the Raptors really started to turn things around, right? A good young team, a team that played together, but a team that had a defensive identity, but most importantly, just really played hard every single night. That's what Dwayne Casey demanded. They had a team in which everyone kind of had the same goals. Like they were all pushing in the same direction in terms of team goals and accepting roles and, and playing together, but also good young depth. And something I've talked about on this pod from the get-go, if you play hard in the NBA and you play defense night in, night out, you can be a 500 team in this league just off bringing like a trillion watts effort every single night, meaning playing crazy defense and playing hard and matching your identity. And to me, that's what it appeared like the magic had and completely looked like the Raptors had none of that. And that was weird to see like that popped off the screen and Jalen Suggs led the way in terms of that energy, but you saw it throughout the Orlando lineup. And I got to be honest with you. And I can't say that I watch a lot of Orlando magic basketball, but I will say that like jumped off the page. That was the biggest factor in this game from jump street. And we're talking about a Raptors team here where, you know, this isn't just this game. Obviously we're talking about a Raptors team. That's been falling behind consistently the last few games. And if we go through sort of what happened in this game, right, we know that, first off, they gave this stat on the broadcast about how the Orlando Magic had been starting the games off. They have, like, the most points per game in the first half of games this season. They're averaging 60 points per game in the first half. That's an incredible stat first off, right? Like to be putting up that much points per game in the first half. Meanwhile, the Raptors, not so much, right? The Raptors are struggling. They're at the other end of this, right? 61 points per in the first half is what Orlando has been averaging this season. That's second in the NBA. The Raptors were second last at 54%. So, you're looking at teams at the opposite ends of the spectrum. And when those two things collide, it's not a good look for the team that gets off to slow starts. And I, I know it sounds like I keep harping on this, but I try to come on this pod and just call it how I see it. Try to give you, you know, what my thoughts are, not saying that it's right or wrong. Just one man's opinion that happens to work in the industry, work watching a lot of basketball. So take that for what you will. But I'm always willing to listen because, hey, basketball everyone's got an opinion right so the thing with the raptors and the slow starts i think it comes down to who your leaders are and your, and your stars and scotty barnes 
you know, there's a lot of talk and we see the memes and speaking of Raptors Twitter, we do see a lot of the stats being put up of what Scotty Barnes is averaging this season. And he is having a really good start to the year. But I've been saying for the past little while, the real thing that I want people to pay attention to is when is my guy getting his points? How is he starting the game off? And what is he doing in the minutes where a lot of these games have been taking a turn when it's Scotty in the bench? They're getting outplayed. And it's a style of play that he's playing when he's on with the bench unit that I feel like long-term, if that's going to continue to be a thing, the mentality has to shift. He has to be a lot more aggressive. That can't be the time where you're pointing guys around to like pass it around the perimeter and like swing the ball around to the opposite side. That you No, no, no. You're Scotty Barnes on with four other bench players. You have to be taking charge of the offense and you have to be in the middle of the offense. You have to be driving that. You have to be executing, getting paint touches and initiating everything. Like if those other guys are going to eat, they're going to eat off of what you're creating. And if you can't create something for them, you got to be creating something for yourself. But it can't just be sitting on the perimeter and, and passing the ball on the outside. That that can't be it when you're on, on the floor with the bench unit. If you're on with Siakam and that's what you want to do, cool. But when it's Scotty in the bench, it's time for Scotty to turn up. And I say that because, you know, we've been tracking it behind the scenes here, seeing what's going on. And I found it interesting that in this game, because the thing I've been saying is numbers that are put up when the game is in the balance still. When are you scoring your points? I know we look at points per game all the time, but not all points are created equally. When are you getting your points? How are your points impacting the game? That's the difference between, you know, stars and all-stars and all-stars and superstars. And Scotty Barnes is young. And he's working his way to be the star that everyone in Toronto wants him to be. And he's going to get there. He works hard. He wants to win. He's a great team player, right? But there's things that still need to be worked on. And he's he's a young guy learning the ropes of the NBA still, right? So it's going to take time. And I think that, you know, people want it to be his team so bad. They want it to be, okay, Nick Nurse is gone. Fred Van Fleet's gone. Get Siakam out of here. Hand the keys to Scotty. And it's like, being the face of the franchise is a lot. Like, that's hard to do, right? And like, as quick as people were to shove Siakam aside, and I'm not even talking about, you know, re-signing him and giving him the max money and bringing him back. I'm just saying appreciate what you have in terms of a guy that's there that, you know, is figuring it out himself, right? Like it took Siakam a while to figure out, okay, this is how I score in the league. This is how I get my points. And he's still figuring that out now. But I asked the question that if you're a Raptors team and you have all NBA Siakam capability, you have Scotty Barnes, who's a reigning rookie of the year, who we're talking about making the next step and being an all-star. And you have OG, who everyone loves. This team, like that team, without even mentioning the other pieces, because I think Yak is a solid big. I think Schroeder's a solid point guard. But that team can't be coming out and getting blown out by Orlando in the in-season tournament. You just can't. I don't know how that happened in this game. That's just a... Like, that is a performance that if you're the Raptors, you can't feel good about that performance at all. Especially because of the way that Orlando like played, 
But again, I think that's just about they say styles make fights, styles make basketball games. And Orlando came out and bullied them. And I think for a lot of Raptors fans, if you watch that game, you're kind of like, wait, that's how we used to play, <laughs> right? That's how our team used to play. It wasn't so much about like the star player name on the back of the jersey. It was the team on the front. And it was the sum of the parts that made the team so good. It was the identity that they would come out and play hard. And what they were going to do was... We might not be the best offensive team with the best, you know, superstar one-on-one breakdown guy, but we're going to play defense. We're going to force turnovers. We're going to run the floor and get easy points. And that's our style. And that's going to win you a lot of games. And that's what won Orlando this game tonight. And if you're the Raptors, you're looking at that. And, you know, you heard what Masai was saying in the offseason and, you know, before the season started about getting back to the identity of what the Raptors were. And, You watch a game like this against Orlando and you're like, oh yeah, it's that. That's what he's talking about. So hopefully, you know, the Raptors have another game. I say it all the time. Beauty of the NBA is there's another game on the way. And the Raptors play tomorrow night against another tough test, the Indiana Pacers. And on Sunday, we talked about the fact that the Raptors had an interesting week ahead because you're playing a bunch of teams that you feel like you're in and around in the standings that you should be in the mix with these teams jockeying for positions right in the Eastern conference standings. And that's Orlando, that's Indiana, that's Chicago and, and then Brooklyn, right? And then Cleveland and Brooklyn, actually, if I round out the whole next few games on the sched and you know, if that's the, the look on the first night of the back-to-back against Orlando, you're heading into, to uh, Indy and Indy, their offense is not a joke. They're running and gunning. They're shooting threes. They start on time. The Raps got to be ready for that one because that will be a tough game for sure. And I know I didn't really go through this game, but really it, it was just Suggs going ham early. He was banking in threes and yelling and screaming and getting hyped up, getting and ones in the lane. The Raptors, to me, seem like when they start off well, it's because they start off well inside and they always have a nice two man game going with Siakam and Yak. Yak's always getting points early. And then somehow the Raps seem to go away from that sometimes. And if we know the Raptors, you know, it's tough because the whole league's turned into this three point shooting team, right? And if you're the Raps, you want to shoot these shots because you're open and that's a style of the league. But sometimes you got to go to the strength of what your team is. And sometimes, you know, when you look at Siakam, Jakoperto, Scotty Barnes, they can dominate the paint. And you got to think, like, if that's the way that you're playing and that's the way you look at what steal a page from Orlando's book, right, where you're dominating inside, but you're getting out and running and you're getting easy baskets, you're making your defense part of your offense because it'll lead to easier baskets. And, you know, even when Orlando went to their bench, And that's the part, too, that reminded me of the old Raptors, right? We're talking the bench mob years. There wasn't a drop-off when you went to that Raptors bench, right? And you look at Orlando, they're missing guys. Like Markel Fultz isn't even, their starting point guard, Markel Fultz, didn't even play in this game, right? And didn't matter. Wendell Carter didn't play. Their starting center didn't play in this game. It didn't matter. They put in the rookie, Anthony Black, didn't drop off at all. Suggs picked up a little bit of the slack. 
Paulo put in work as always. Franz, like they got some young pieces there that once those guys figure it out, and again, they all seem to have bought in. And and the one thing, the one thing I'll point out, this is my theory. Don't know if this is true or not. Again, just giving my opinions here. Feel free to tell me that I'm wrong because, hey, I definitely could be wrong. But the one thing that I'm watching that Orlando team and thinking is that they're all young guys with the same goals. Like They're all in the same part of their careers. And I think that's a very important thing to remember when we watch this Raptors team throughout this year because the most difficult thing that this Raptors team is dealing with is that you have a bunch of guys that are in different stages of their careers. When you have a lot of guys that are in a contract year, a lot of guys that are trying to make that bottom line look a little better at the end of the year, do you have the same team goals? Is you getting buckets best for the team? It's tough. It's tough. Because in this game, you're just watching an Orlando team that just all seem to be on the same page. And, you know, Suggs led the way early for them. You know, they led the Raps. Uh by seven after one and then the bench unit for the Raptors completely just fell apart as mentioned Scotty Scotty in the bench did not have a good go in this one at all and that's when the game flipped Orlando was able to extend that lead to 14 and it was just like hustle points getting on the glass and outrunning the Raptors bench getting the loose balls and it was it was weird and I mentioned the Scotty Barnes thing right Scotty Barnes in this game got his first points in the second quarter to make the score Orlando 45, Raptors 29. And that's what I mean. Like, if you're the Toronto Raptors and you're in a close game or what should be a close game against the Orlando Magic, one of your best players can't wait until the second quarter and the score is 45 to 28 to get your first points of the game. That can't be a thing. That's tough. Like you can't keep being in this position where you're chasing the game all the time because it's just hard to do. And they mentioned it on the broadcast, right? The Raptors last eight games, six times in these eight last eight games, the Raptors have trailed by 16 points or more. That's come on. I don't even got to say much more after that because that's that's what the game is, right? You got to start on time and you got to have your stars start on time. So we can look at what box scores say at the end of the game. But I'm telling you, like when you watch the game, you need your guys to start on time because without that, you're just chasing the game and the box score can say whatever it wants for your personal points at the end of the game. But if you're already getting blown out and the games, you know, you're cutting it to like an eight point loss, but the game was already, you know, you were down 16 already. I don't know, man. The game was 11 points a half, right? Scotty hit a three at the end of the half to make it 11. So it's not like they weren't right there or didn't have a chance to kind of regroup in the third, but it was just more of the same. I don't know. I don't want to like come down too hard on the raps because, hey, sometimes you have these nights where things don't go well for you, but that trend of falling behind in games is just something that we've been seeing consistently now. And if they are to go forward and change this narrative, it's got to start soon because coming up on the sketch, as mentioned, are games against teams that you feel like you are in and around or you should be in and around in the standings. And 
oof, you got to start on time against these teams because, you know, Orlando came out ready. Raptors did not. Again, Raptors fall 126 to 107 in their second game of the in-season tournament. Raptors, I mean, they'll need some help if they want to continue. As I'm speaking, they might already be eliminated depending on the finishes in some of the other games. But, you know, overall, to me, I look at the in-season tournament and think that if you're a team like the Raps that might not have championship aspirations, this is should be a good opportunity for you to, to get some reps in, in what should be competitive games. And, yeah, one team seemed to be ready to compete. The other for whatever reason, was not. Raptors lose 126-107. Again, Paulo Bancaro leading the way, game-high 25 points. Dennis Schroeder with 24 on the other side. But to me, the story was Jalen Suggs and just the energy. Like, when you watch this game over, you see the replays of this game. Jalen Suggs was just everywhere, and he highlighted the energy and just the effort that Orlando came into this game with, and the Raptors I mean, quite frankly, did not. So a tough loss there for the Raps. And, you know, uh, Sure mentioned this after the game. Raptors were, you know, they turned over the ball a lot. 23 turnovers is a lot. Gave up a lot of points off of turnovers. But also when you look at how this game was played, Orlando took 24 more field goal attempts than the Raptors. That's crazy. That's a crazy number, right? Like, that's a lot. And it's tough to win when you're letting the other team have so many extra shots at the basket. That was just a difference in this game. In Orlando, you're watching a team, and I keep mentioning this because it's the young Raptors, you know, that Kyle and DeMar, when they started to figure it out after the Rudy Gay trade, and it was just like, oh, wait a second, you've seen them develop the next couple years, right? And fit the pieces to make them work. This stat, though, that last year, it took Orlando 30 games to get to nine wins. And this season, they're at nine wins after 13 games. Looks like things are going well for the Orlando Magic. Ra Raptors fans, let me know how you feel here, because this is the Toronto Raptors post-game show, live and interactive after each and every Toronto Raptors game. Again, I will mention that you can find us two places after each and every Raptors game. You can find us on YouTube at the Canada Hoops Daily page. If you're there now, make sure you like and subscribe there. Tell your friends. Get the alerts. You can pop us up on the TV. You know, have a nice viewing experience after each and every game. Or you can find us on Twitter, the app formerly known as Twitter, at Can Hoops Daily. Really appreciate you all for sure. And also, just another reminder that we will be doing a watch party a watch party, a watch party for next week's Phoenix Suns game at the Toronto Raptors. That's Wednesday, November 29th, 7 p.m. Tune in. Come join us. The Annex Social, 1078 Bathurst Avenue. Join us for a night. There will be great hoops, great music, and as I always say, kids, great vibes, because that's what we're about here. We are going to have some fun, watch the Raptors game, have some giveaways, there'll be some drink specials, some food specials, and just overall, good night, good music, enjoy the game with some volume. You know, sometimes it's tough to find a place where you can watch the game and hear the game and not have to worry about anything. We got you covered. Got a whole night of vibes set up for you, so come out and enjoy. Support the cause that is the watch party. This is what we're doing here for you.
the Raptors fan. Trying to give you all a different experience, you know? Hopefully, you can come out and have a good time. Again, if you want to join us, go to the Instagram page, Canada Hoops Daily. Follow the account. Like the page, like the like the post, pardon me, and then send us a DM with your request. You'd like to reserve a table, reserve a seat, let us know, and then we'll see you there. Good times to be had by all, and good times to be had here on the pod as well. As let's talk about some comments here. What is going on? Uh, we got a comment here that says the bench is terrible. What's going on with precious? Does Grady have to go to 905? Um, I've talked about Precious for a while. And I still don't get why, you know, because Nick, clearly there's more that I don't know, right? And maybe it's about the difference between a center and a power forward. And they see Boucher as a power forward and Precious more as a center. And that's cool. Like, I'll leave that to the professionals. But I'll forever wonder how Precious always finds himself in the rotation ahead of Chris Boucher. Like, you can say whatever you want about Chris Boucher, but I know that Chris Boucher is coming with effort. You know what we talked about with Orlando the whole night? You know, where they just come on with effort and good things will happen if you just consistently give effort. I feel like that's Chris Boucher. Precious, it's hit or miss. You don't really know what you're going to get night in, night out from Precious. Whereas Chris Boucher, I can guarantee he's going to get on the offensive glass. You're going to find him on the ground because he'll be diving all over the place. And he's going to give you effort. And that's what you need, especially off the bench. So Precious, I mean, he's just been inconsistent for a while. He's young. So you're hoping that he'll develop. But, you know, that's what's going on with this whole Raptors team. Grady, yeah, Grady's having a tough go as of late. And it's just going to be tougher for him because you're struggling to find your place in the rotation. But also the bench unit as a whole is struggling. So now it's, well, how do you fit into that bench unit? How do you, where's your, where's your spot in the rotation? And also who's driving the offense? Where are your shots coming from with that bench unit? Because Grady to me is a kind of player that he's not going to be the guy that's creating his own shots, you know, creating his own scoring. So for him to succeed, that's going to have to be from like whoever your playmakers are in that second unit. And for a lot of that time and, you know, times that we're seeing it struggle, it's still Malachi Flynn who's getting more and more, you know, more more and more um, consistent, I want to say, in his minutes. He's still not exactly where you want him to be in terms of a backup point guard, but he's definitely on a great trajectory, and especially in comparison to where he, he was last year. But you're relying on Malachi and Scotty, right? And as you can tell, as we talked about for most of this game, the bench units really still need to figure out just where they're going, you know, who's driving, who's the bus driver for the bench unit. And then from there, Grady's going to have to just fit in, right? Uh, here's a comment here that says, Suggs was out there playing like, how dare you draft Scotty before me? <laughs> Yo, again, the energy that my guy was playing with, I was like, it jumped off the screen. And he was just hyped up from the get-go. The crowd was getting behind him. And most importantly, I think his team was getting behind him. Suggs is a guy who you, you're hearing that he's just a fierce competitor. And you saw that in this game. Now, if you want to talk about Scotty Barnes versus uh, Jalen Suggs, 
listen, I think, you know, I agree with what Saruti was saying. I'm pretty sure both teams are pretty happy with how that played out. And you have to remember at the time, the Raptors had Kyle Lowry and Fred Van Vliet. So not drafting Jalen Suggs, like you could get that. You understand that. And, you know, you know that Masai and company, what you've seen from them is their love affair with, you know, the 6'8", 6'9", you know, 6'10", big guy that can handle and do a little bit of everything. And that's Scotty Barnes to a T. So I think, and listen, Scotty Barnes has delivered. He won rookie of the year. So I think both teams are happy with how that all played out because from Orlando's point of view, they're trying to figure out their guard play, right? They were just at a position where they just needed guys. So I'm pretty sure they would have been happy with Scotty Barnes, but they're happy with Jalen Suggs, and especially now that he's healthy and playing consistently, looks really good. So I don't know. I just think that both teams are happy, and the comparison between the two, it's an interesting one, but I don't know. I think that at this point, it's kind of unfair to make it, um, to turn it into Scotty Barnes versus Jalen Suggs. I want to know, I want to see like what Suggs says post game, but you know, uh, followers of people who might be familiar with, you know, some of the other pods that I do, whether it's a DVP pod or anything with the on blast network might be familiar with the man named Andrew Webster sends in a comment that says, Orlando has dogs. Toronto is dogless. Now, Webby is known for being a, <laughs> a Philadelphia 76ers fan. And obviously, we know Pat Bev has been talking about how the Raptors have no dogs and all that fun stuff. I'm going to hope that Pat Bev didn't watch this Raptor game or else he'll be trolling Raptors fans even more. Uh, this looks to be coming from a Magic fan. He writes into the pod and says, uh, he's like this every night, not always making plays like tonight, but always has the same energy. Okay. I mean, that's what you want, right? That's what you want from a guy like that. Give that energy. And he had, it. what, like, he was making plays tonight. And I think the more that you bring the energy, the more opportunity you give yourself to make plays. Uh, this from... So this account, the ad is SendsFan2012, but then the other part of the handle says RapsFan2019, <laughs> which, okay, what were the, I got to call my guy Tones. What were the Sends doing in 2012? What era of Sends hockey is that? <laughs> Anyways, the comment says, please only focus on how poorly this team is coached. I mean, I don't think that's a fair comment. Like, I'm not going to say that Darko is poorly, is a poor coach. Like, I think that's unfair to say about a coach not even 15 games into his career, what, 13 games in? Like, it's unfair to say that. I also think that it's unfair. It, like, watching this game, I think it's unfair to blame that type of effort that the team put out on the coach. Like that, the majority of this game was won because the Orlando Magic just came out with a different type of effort. And that, to me, that doesn't fall on the coach. To me, that falls on the players. And, you know, there might be some hard looks in the locker room afterwards as you're trying to figure out just what exactly went wrong with this Raptors team. You know, like how come they weren't ready to play? 
but yeah, that's, that's a tough one for sure. And not one that if you're the Raptors that, you know, you hope and you, you hope to, to maybe get an opportunity to turn things around. Obviously they'll play Orlando again and, you know, hopefully they'll remember this feeling and you'll plug it in and, and try to figure out what to do. But the beauty of it all again you get to do it all over again tomorrow. I just want to, like, the one thing, okay, Yak. Yak starts the game. This reminds me of JV. Yak starts the game. He finishes with 10 and 10, right? But he's, he fouls out, and he's 5 of 7. And it's like the Raps start this game so, like, you know, working the ball inside, and then all of a sudden, nothing. It's just a tough one. It's a tough one. I, I don't know how to change things for the raps, like what the give needs to be here, but something's got to change because the bench rotation isn't doing it. Uh, the starting unit isn't starting on time. Well, some, something else has got to give here because you can't have six out of eight games. You can't have your team being down by 16 points. It's just too tough to come back and win in the NBA when that's the case, night in, night out. And also, it puts too much stress on your team as a Raptors team that, quite frankly, their offense isn't built, really, to come from behind like that. But either way, you know, Raptors right back at it. They play against the Indiana Pacers tomorrow night. So make sure you come back right here to this, the Canada Hoops Daily presents wrap it up podcast the live and interactive toronto raptors post game show for everything you need to know surrounding this team night in and night out we'll be here with you to break it all down as the toronto raptors fall 126 to 107 to the orlando magic pretty much ending their in-season tournament play and i gotta say you know i like the in-season tournament idea i think there can be some tweaks to you know improve it and make it an even bigger deal going forward but i like the concept right i think it's a great idea i think it's a great opportunity for teams that might not have championship aspirations that season to still get in there and play some some big time regular season games with stakes early on in the season as well so you know tough break for the raptors looks like they'll be out of it and eliminated shouts to ll cool j that was pretty fun getting to cut openings to LL Cool J and the roots. That was pretty cool. Um, if I do say so, you know, that was that was fun. It's like, hey, what are we gonna do for this opening? Well, here's this video of LL Cool J singing Mama Said Knock You Out. Like, cool. That I will have fun with <laughs> anytime. But, anyways, as mentioned, my name is Sheldon Alexander. Make sure you come back and join us tomorrow for the wrap-up pod for the Indiana Pacers versus your Toronto Raptors. A busy week here on the pod and for the Raps, obviously, as they play a back-to-back Tuesday, Wednesday, then they play on Friday, then they play on Sunday, and then they play on Tuesday. We'll be here to discuss it all here on the pod. And as mentioned, if you want to catch this pod, you can find it on Canada Hoops Daily page on YouTube, at Can Hoops Daily on Twitter, and of course, the podcast afterwards on Apple and on Spotify. Just rate us, review us at Canada Hoops Daily. That's how, that's all we ask for to support the pod. A simple like, a simple rate, you know, 
simple stuff, nothing crazy. If you want to actually come out and have some fun with the squad, though, you can do that in a different way. You can join us next Wednesday at the Annex Social in Toronto for a watch party. Phoenix Suns at the Toronto Raptors. We'll have music. We'll have food. We'll have drinks. I'll do the pod right after. Maybe Kevin Durant will show up, but probably he won't. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> but come out and have a good time regardless because we'll be there and we'll make sure that all a great time is had by all. And I hope that a great time was had by all watching this pod even though the Raptors did not do their part for us. <laughs> As they lose 126 to 107, my name is Sheldon Alexander, and I always say I used to pray for times like this to rhyme like this. This is Canada Hoops Daily Presents Wrap It Up Podcast. As always, unpolished and unapologetic. Until next time, see ya.